hello everybody. Uh, it's uh, Ivor of Ivor and Jackie Lewis. Uh, happy Easter to you all. It's great to have an opportunity to share on this occasion. I'm calling a message today I felt the Lord give me for us for Easter. I'm calling it unreasonable love. I must admit the whole celebration of the cross that we have this weekend is a celebration of God's great love poured out for us at such a cost. His power now working in us, the relationship we have with him, and it's unreasonable. It doesn't make sense. That's why I'm calling this unreasonable love. Uh, it doesn't add up. God shouldn't love us the way he loves us, but he does. So uh, let's have a look at Zephaniah chapter 3. It's uh, just such a great scripture to uh, speak about that love. Zephaniah 3.15, the Lord's taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. That sounds like the work of the cross. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day, they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. That sounds like some good COVID-19 encouragement to us, doesn't it? He's with us in the storm. And as we know, God uses storms. He uses it to refine us. So some great promises there. But then he goes on to just describe and not only is with us, but this great love that he has for us. Uh, he will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. What does that look like? Uh, he will rejoice over you with singing. So it's just a picture of this love that God has for us. He, he, he doesn't just save us. He delights in us. He rejoices in us. He sings over us and quietens us with his love. Uh, it's such an extravagant picture of his love for us, and it's so unreasonable. But here's the thing, here's the Easter message that I feel God has for us. Not only is that unreasonable love that he has for us, but guess what? That's the love he wants us to have for each other. Th this is our response to Easter. The love poured out on us that we are triumphing, that we're rejoicing and celebrating in this weekend. God wants us to minister that to others. We've been thrown into a boat together, and it's time to build strong relationships. And uh, he wants to refine our love for one another in this time. Luke 6.31 says, uh, do, not do to others as you would have them do to you. I think sometimes we uh, like to make that do to others will do good to us. And uh, God knows that that's our natural flesh, and so he just launches right into speaking into that. Verse 32 if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom, I mean, this thing just keeps going deeper, doesn't it? If you lend to those whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. Verse 35, but, there's one of those buts of God. Butting in on man's natural love was supernatural love. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, because he's kind to the ungrateful and wicked. This is what the sons of the Most High look like. God's kind, unreasonable. He's kind to ungrateful and wicked people, and he's called us to do the same thing. I mean, that is revolutionary. That is radical. That just broke into the earth with this radical, revolutionary manifesto that Jesus has given here. This is not, this has never been heard of before. And we're sons of the Most High God, 
He set the bar so high because he's gone before us. He's already demonstrated that to us on the cross, just how far his love goes. And God says, hey, I'm a supernatural God, and my supernatural power is working in you. You can be like me. I've called you to be like me in my love. If he asks us to do this to the whosoever out there, well, how much more to one another? Yeah, we can at times think that our spouse is our enemy or our siblings. Johnny, your sister's not your enemy. And I think the same in the spiritual family. We, somebody steps on our toes and suddenly uh, something that's not of God can come out. But we're called to build strong relationships and uh, strong relationships in our marriages, in our families, in our church family, with other church families, and overflowing out into the world around us. That's what God has called us to. Verse 35, he said, because he's kind to the ungrateful and wicked. And then he goes into verse 36, be first merciful just as your father is merciful. That's radical love. And we're called to shoot for it. And then having called us to this amazing love that's so beyond anything we've heard of before, he goes into verse 37, Luke 6, 37. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Very interesting. After talking about this radical love uh, that God wants us to bear, he goes into this whole principle that we know of sowing and reaping and this exponential return that we get on everything that we sow. We say, how can I love like that, God? It's just, it's impossible. It's too much to expect from me. But God says, here's how you can do it. The next scriptures, Luke 6, 37. He says, just start sowing good seed. You, you can do this. You can just start sowing good seed, one seed at a time, and it comes back exponentially. The farmer knows if you want good fruit, then you've got to sow good seed. So reject the temptation, God is saying, to sow judgment, condemnation, bitterness, etc. Sow good seed, mercy, forgiveness, gentleness, kindness, one seed at a time, and it multiplies for a harvest. Uh, I'm top dressing my back lawn right now. Uh, uh, it, it is a minefield for weeds, and for years I've wanted to do this, but just haven't got around it, but I've got a bit of time right now, so Jackie and I have been attacking it, just pouring top dressing on there and planting new seed, and uh, I, I really am committed to do that. I feel bad for my neighbors. I've got retired people around me who put a lot of time into their gardens, into their lawns, the guy behind me looks like Bouchard Gardens, and I was saying to him one day, how do you get your grass? I don't see any weeds. What's the key? Thinking he would have something that I could put on there, some strategy for doing that. And he said to me, no, the key is just to, to plant more seed, plant good seed in there, plant lawn seed, top dress it, plant seed in there, and it chokes out the weeds. So I thought, well, that is very interesting. Uh, a strategy I believe that God has for us. Key for us to reap good food. We're, fruit. We're still going to have to pull out the odd weed, but uh, don't get too focused on the bad seed like I was. You can wear yourself out. I mean, I've been doing this for years and I still got a minefield of dandelions back there. And uh, we want to love our neighbors. We can't say, hey, I love you. I'm here for you. And meanwhile, we're blowing bad seed on their beautiful gardens. 
Keep sowing good seed, let it multiply back and it chokes out the weeds. So if you're facing a difficult situation, a different, difficult relationship, uh, just start with seeds of blessing, just one little seed at a time and watch it multiply back. And uh, how many of us gone through situations like that where there's a tense situation with someone and, uh, and we just find God's love poured through us into the situation and we look back and we go, how could I ever have thought that? I mean, how could I have thought that was so difficult? Just, it's, it's that power of multiplication. Galatians 5, verse 22, God says, uh, it just gives us some specifics about what this good seed that he wants us to sow looks like. And in verse 19 to 21, we're told what the weeds are. And I, I don't want to focus on that. But uh, it is very interesting when you read about those different bad seeds. Every one of them is something that breaks down good relationships. It attacks the love of God. And uh, what God wants us to do is to sow good seed. In verse 22 and 23, um, and, and note that all of these build good relationships. Very interesting, the fruit that God wants us to uh, bear. But uh, Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Uh, so here's what the Spirit wants to do. I mean, we're, we're people of his presence. We're people wanting more of the Spirit, more of his power working in us. And God says, here's, here's how my Spirit wants to work in here. Here's the fruit I want to bear through you. But you need to keep in step with me. There's a part that you have to play. You can choose to uh, enjoy my presence and my anointing in you. And uh, you can just keep sowing bad seed if you want to. But uh, keep in step with the Spirit. It's us working in partnership with God, choosing to sow good seed and watching good fruit come in our lives and, uh, and reflecting Him. We're in a boat of our homes together, enjoying times with Him. Let Him quieten you with His love. Uh, I mean, it's an opportunity to spend some quality time with God. But that love that God wants to quieten with us and He's pouring out on us, God is saying, hey, I want to share that. I, I want you to develop that. Here's an opportunity. You're in the boat. You're close. There's lots of opportunity to get in each other's nerves. But uh, go beyond that. Here, here's an opportunity to really grow in the whole area of developing good fruit. The fruit of my extravagant, unreasonable love. Let's take advantage of this time and build strong relationships together. So here's a real interesting thing. I mean, we, we looked in Luke 6 and we saw God describing this revolutionary love and then going right into the whole principle of sowing and reaping. Well, guess what? In Galatians 5, he does the same thing. He describes what fruit he wants to bear through us. And then, hello, he goes right into the principle of sowing and reaping. There has to be something in that, that double whammy. And I really believe there is. I believe it's a key to walking in the fruit God's called us to. Because in Galatians 6, verse 7, he says, Do not be deceived. After just telling us about what the fruit looked like. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction. 
The one who sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good. Hello, everybody. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, we've got an opportunity right now. Don't give up. Let us do good to all people, especially to our families, those we're in the boat with, especially those who belong to the family of believers. God calls us out beyond our own families, and here we can't get together and hug one another, but boy, people are only a phone call away. Maybe you're single and you don't have somebody to be with, but you can pick up the phone and bless somebody's socks off by giving them a call. Or going for a walk, choosing to go for a walk, keep your six feet away and and uh, let's use this time to really build strong relationships. If God calls us to do it, we can do it. As we get in step with the Spirit, His ability is released in us. Jesus rose from the dead on Easter and He released supernatural resurrection life in you and I. I know we're wanting to reach out and see the gifts of the Spirit. We're going to keep contending for those. But God says, actually, it's more important that my Spirit, that same supernatural Spirit, is released in you and through you bears good fruit. That's what God is looking for. And uh, God says we can do it. If God says we can do it, we can do it. Just one seed at a time. We can take the ground God has called us to. Well, let's pray. Philippians 1.9 says, and this is my prayer. So Lord, this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more, that you would be filled with this fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Lord, I pray you grant that favor upon us. You pour your anointing upon each one of us as we're in the boat in the midst of a storm, so to speak. We're quarantined with one another in these little boats here. Uh, Father, I pray out of this time we'll just come supernatural, extravagant, unreasonable love. We become unreasonable lovers. People don't deserve uh, the love that we, you want to pour on them through us, Lord God, but we don't deserve the love you poured on us. You touch every person, Lord. Give each one a strategy now to bear good fruit and keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Pour your glory and grace on each one now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.